Father, we thank you once again for yet another privilege you've given to us to come before you to have fellowship with you. We thank you for calling us into this marvelous fellowship with you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, please, we ask you that you will pass us not by. Let your word come to us directly. Let your word affect our lives positively. Let Christ be formed in everyone and each of us. Give us a definite encounter of a lifetime. Cause us to walk in the step of Christ Jesus. Lord, we pray, even as the whole world, the Lord Jesus, is going astray, help your people to stand firm. In the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, to prepare the way for the second coming of Christ. Lord, we thank you. We give all the glory to you. Interpret every line of your word. Heal the sick among us. Let yokes be broken. Let burdens be lifted. Let there be signs and wonders accompanying the gospel of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open the eyes of everyone to behold the man of Calvary. Cause our heart to burn within us as your word comes. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. We bless the name of the Lord as we continue in our teaching. Remember, we started teaching on the biblical way, on acceptable giving. Hallelujah. Are we saying amen? Now, today we want to progress a little more, as God permits, even this evening. We are looking up to Him to give us yet an encounter in His presence. Now, we look at Matthew chapter 15. Verses 1 to 14. Living Bible. Matthew chapter 15. That's our test scripture for this study today. As we trust the Lord to give us an interpretation. That will cause our heart to burn within us again. And as we align also to these plans and the purpose of God for our lives. And the blessing of God will come our way as he has planned it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now he said in verse 1, Some Pharisees and other Jewish leaders now arrive from Jerusalem to interview Jesus. Why do your disciples disobey the ancient Jewish traditions they demanded? For they ignore our ritual of ceremonial washing before they eat. He replied, And why do your tradition violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God's law is honor. Your father and mother, anyone who reveals his parents must die. But you say, even if your parents are in need, you may give their support money to the church instead. And so, by your man-made rule, you have nullified the direct command of God 
to honor and care for your parents. Verse 7, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you. These people say they honor me, but their hearts are far away. Their worship is worthless, for they teach their man-made laws instead of those from God. Verses 10, then Jesus called the crowds and said, Listen to what I say and try to understand. You aren't made unholy by eating non-kosher food. It is what you say and think that makes you unclean. Then the disciples came and told him, You offended the Pharisees by that remark. Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my father shall be rooted up. So ignore them. They are blind guys leading the blind. And both will fall into a ditch. I will say in a moment. And both will fall into a ditch. Let's look at that scripture again from another translation. From good news. Hallelujah. From good news translation. We look at the same scripture. Matthew chapter 15. From 1 to 14. Verses 1 of good news. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law. Came from Jerusalem to Jesus and ask him, why is it that your disciples disobey the teaching handed down by our ancestors? They don't wash their hands in the proper way before they eat. Jesus answered, and why do you disobey God's command and follow your own teaching? For God said, respect your father and your mother, and whoever causes his father and his mother is to be put to death. Verses 5, but you teach that if a person has something he could use to help his father or mother, but says, this belongs to God, he does not need to honor his father. In this way, you disregard God's command in order to follow your own teaching. Verses 7, you hypocrites, how right Isaiah was when he prophesied about you. These people says God. Honor me with their words, but their heart is really far away from me. It is no use for them to worship me because they teach human rules as though they were my laws. Verses 10. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into a person's mouth that makes him ritually unclean. Rather, what comes out of it makes him unclean. Verses 12. Then the disciples came to him and said, Do you know that the Pharisees had their feelings hurt by what you said? Verse 13. Every plant which my father in heaven did not plant will be pulled up. Answered Jesus. Verse 14. Don't worry about them. They are blind leaders of the blind. And when one blind man leads another, both fall into a ditch. I will say in amen. Now we look at that scripture again in Amplified. Then we continue our study. Then from Jerusalem came scribes and the Pharisees and said, Why do your disciples transgress and violate the rules handed down by the elders of the past? For they do not practice ceremonially washing their hands before they eat. Verses 3, he replied to them, 
And why also do you transgress and violate the commandments of God for the sake of the rules handed down to you by your forefathers, the elders? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and he who causes or reveals or speaks evil, evil of all abuses or treats improperly his father or mother, let him surely come to his end by death. Verses 5. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother what you would have gained from me, that is the money and whatever I have that might be used for helping you is already dedicated as a gift to God, then he is exempt and no longer under obligation to honor and help his father or his mother. Verse 6. So, for the sake of your tradition, the rules handed down by your fathers, you have set aside the word of God, depriving it of force and authority and making it of no effect. Verse 7. You pretenders, hypocrites, admirably and truly did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, These people draw near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But their hearts hold off and are far away from me. Verses 9. Uselessly do they worship me, for they teach as doctrine the commandments of men. And Jesus called the people to him and said unto them, Listen and grasp and comprehend this. It is not what goes into the mouth of a man that makes him unclean and defied, but what comes out of the mouth. This makes a man unclean and defies him. Verses 12. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were displeased and offended, indignant, when they heard this saying? Verses 13. He answered, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be torn up by the roots. Verses 14. Let them alone and disregard them. They are blind guards and teachers. And if a blind man leads a blind man, leads a blind man, both will fall into a ditch. Hallelujah. Now, in verses 13, we start this study from that place. Jesus made a very clear, notable comment that we must not make light of in verses 13. Then we start our discussion from that place. In verse 13 he said, He answered, Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be torn up by the roots. I want to announce to us today, there is no plant that the father has not planted that will be permitted. Anything that Jesus did not teach, that we have been taught a time like this in the body of Christ, or wherever we have been taught that, what is God's decree concerning it? Every plant my heavenly father has not planted, it shall be uprooted by the root. These words have roots. They gain roots in the heart of men. These teachings that we are seeing this end time that didn't come from Christ, they gain roots in the hearts of men, even today. If you go to many churches today, and if you go to many places today, many meetings today, 
there is a shift from the word of Christ to what men decided to make up by themselves. Like Jesus said, they command even them that which God did not command them. Jesus was rebuking them. Go back again to verses 2. When they started accusing, the accusation is of no use. It doesn't make any sense. The matter they were raising does not hold anything. They were using it to accuse them. I said, ah, why is it that your disciples are not washing their hands before they eat? Have you forgotten? It is the tradition of our fathers. It's the tradition of our fathers. Why do your disciples transgress and violate the rules handed down by the elders of the past? <laughs> For they do not practice ceremonially washing their hands before they eat. How does this hold anything? This is not a matter with God. They leave the matter with God. They are raising a matter that doesn't hold anything. They leave the matter that is of great worth. They leave the matter that is the judgment of God. They leave the matter that is the commandment of God. They are raising issues of no worth at all. Issues that does not hold anything. They say they don't wash their hand and we see them eating. But our elders commanded that before anybody eats his food, he must wash his hand. And Jesus quickly drew the attention to that which matters in verses 3. That is where our issue lies. Hallelujah. And what is the issue that Jesus draw? We look at it from that perspective because this issue that Jesus draw, he called their mind to, is the issue that we are discussing now. The issue that still has to do with giving. Hallelujah. The issue that has to do with priority in giving. The issue that has to do with giving. Priority in giving. Hallelujah. In verse 3. And Jesus replied to them, And why also do you transgress and violate the commandment of God for the sake of the rules handed down to you by your forefathers, the elders? Jesus is like he's asking them, between the elders, between the tradition of men and the commandment of God, which one are you supposed to do or to concentrate on? Between the commandment of men, between the tradition of men, which one are you supposed to concentrate on? Between what man said, no matter the title that the person bear, between that and the commandment of God, Jesus was confronting them and said, which one do you think that we're supposed to uphold? Which one do you think that we're supposed to teach the people? Which one do you think we're supposed to burden the people with? Which one do you think we're supposed to call the minds of the people to? And Jesus could see that these men are moving away from the matter. They return to ceremonial matters. The matter of washing your hands. They return to ceremonial matters that were seen today in the body of Christ. The matter of tying handkerchief. You see people tie handkerchief in front of their car. At times I'll be wondering, who is teaching these people this thing? So the matter, the matter, we are talking about the matter. Who has taught them that? Who has not called them? Why is it they have not called them to the commandment of God? Why is it they have not called them and said, sit down. There is this you need to know. There is this you need to know. That one supersedes all this ceremonial 
practices. All these ceremonial practices we see everywhere today in the body of Christ. These are ceremony, ceremonial practices. That whenever Jesus saw that, he confronted the people and said, No, I don't want this. I don't want this. I want my commandment. I want the commandment of my father. The commandment of my father is where the whole thing hinges on. The commandment of my father is not in ceremonial practices. It's not in ceremonial practices. It's not in ceremonial practices. Children of God, don't be offended. Let's look at issues the way they are. Huh. Now, before I continue, there's something God said to me this early morning. It was so much on me this early morning. I tagged it, God review plan for his church this end time. He said, we can't be crying, Maranatha Lord. Lord, come. Maranatha, Lord, come. He said, we can't be crying, Maranatha Lord, while we are not on our knees, crying for revival continually. He said, these ones are crying, Maranatha, but they are not on their knees. To cry, Lord, we need revival before you will come. We need revival before you will come. We need revival. If Jesus come now, who and who is he taking? And the Lord was telling me, they don't understand. If Jesus comes now, who and who is he taking? Is it this church is taking? He said, not until revival comes. The second coming of Christ Jesus will yet be prolonged. God was speaking to me. He said, not until revival hits again to the church and spread to the world. The second coming of Christ will still yet be prolonged. Yet he wants to come. But he said, my son, I can't come. The way it is today. The way it is today. Which church am I coming to reap? Which church am I coming to reap? And I heard the Lord say again, let the church of Jesus Christ stop these jokes. Let the church of Jesus stop these jokes. And make themselves and the people of all nations tribes and tongue ready for the second coming of Christ by making way for this last revival move of God before he comes. He said it is the duty of the body of Christ, the church, to make way and prepare for the coming of their head, their king and their savior. If they have not loved the world and lose focus, that should be their labor now. If they have not loved the world and lose focus, a time like this, their labor now should be revive our Lord, revive our Lord, revive our Lord. What we are seeing in the body of Christ it is heartening. Heaven is saying what is happening here. And that's why we are discussing, I go back to what we are discussing, children of God. Listen, when we discuss these things, it's important that we understand it. If we don't understand it, we are getting ourselves choked. We will not also be prepared for the coming of Christ. We will also join the people who are jokers. Who are not serious. Who don't understand the time and the hour we are into. A time like this. The Bible talked about the children of Issachar. The Bible said what distinguished them in Israel was that they had the understanding of times. They know what Israel ought to be doing at a particular time. The question today, do the church know? What they ought to be doing at a time like this, even when God is saying another thing, and many of them are doing another thing. God is saying another thing, 
And many of them are doing another thing. And the Lord replied to them, And why also do you transgress and violate the commandments of God for the sake of the rules handed down to you by your pastors, by your teachers, by your reverence, by whosoever he might be who has handed over their own rules, their denominational rules, and not the commandment of the Lord. Even the same way it happened that Jesus was confronting the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the Lord, the same way Christ is still confronting the church today. He's asking the congregation, he's asking the pastors, he's asking the reverends, he's asking the bishops, who has ever made you people to leave the commandment of God that you ought to teach the people? And you are teaching them about ceremonial practices. Ceremonial practices that hold no issue. Ceremonial practices that hold nothing. You are beginning to import unbelievers to come and make my people to laugh. You are beginning to teach them gospel that does not hold even in the commandment of God. You are beginning to form a manner of groups. You are breaking my church into parts and particles. You are making them have a feeling that actually they are doing the right thing Why they are no more doing the right thing. Is somebody still in this meeting with me? And Jesus finished that and now say, you see this tradition of men? You see these teachings of the elders? These traditions of men, you must keep it by the side. And we must focus on the commandment of God. What God taught us through his son Jesus. What God taught us through his son Jesus. The Bible says Christ is the express image of God. The express who? Image of God. When you see Jesus, you have seen God. The disciples of Christ came to him and said, show us the father. Ah, Jesus said, ah. You mean I've been here with you all these years. You are still asking me to show you. If you have seen me, you have seen the father. Anyone who see me have seen the father. Whatever you see me do is what my father is doing. I can of my own self do nothing. Nothing. Whatever you see me do is what exactly my father is doing. I'm representing my father. I'm representing my father. Verses 4. Jesus now raised issue. And now that's the issue that we are discussing today. There are so many issues that they have moved away from. But Jesus said, for example, if you go to that translation, he said, for instance, hallelujah. That's a translation that says, for instance, which means he's only giving this one as one instance. Are you understanding? As one example, there are many others. And he said, for instance, he said, let's discuss about the issue of money. Jesus said, for instance, you have become smart. You have made many of them to abandon their father and their mother. They have carried money and come and give sacrifice, give offering, give. Why they support money they're supposed to give to their parents? They have been brainwashed and witchcraft. You know, people can stare at this pulpit and witchcraft and collect all the money in your pocket. They can brainwash you. They have POS in churches now. Churches have turned to spa. Churches have turned to shop right. Where they have POS in the church now. If you don't have cash, bring your card. We can collect it immediately. And give you back your card. And give you paper. In the church. POS in the church. So why are they introducing POS in the church of today? So that you will not have any breathing space. 
You cannot move out of the presence of the man of God and now have a rethink. Whether it's God that is commanding this or not. Whether if it is Lord that is commanding it. Now, Jesus raised this matter that we need to look at very closely. You might think it's a little matter, but it's a serious matter. When Jesus said, for God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and he who causes or reveals or speaks even of all abuses or treats improperly his father or mother, let him surely come to his end by that. Let him surely come to his end by death. Let him surely come to his end by death. Hallelujah. And what did he say? In verses 5, but you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me, that is, the money, and whatever I have that might be used to helping you, is already dedicated as a gift to God. Then he is exempt and no longer under obligation to honor or help his father or his mother. And we look at this case very closely, very closely, very closely. And we think it's not anything. It doesn't mean anything. This one meant a lot in the body of Christ presently. Many of us have so much given to the church. We know how to give tight. We know how to give our offerings. We know how to give project offering. We know how to give sacrifices. But we don't know how to give to our parents. We don't know how to give to our parents. Many has failed in this area. Many has failed so much in this area. Because we have not been taught so well. The order of priority in giving. The order of priority in giving. The order of priority in giving. When we are taught very well the order of priority, I mean God's order of priority in giving, we take it serious. We take it very serious. We take it serious. A child of God might not give to the parents a whole year, but he's paying his tithe continually and is giving other offerings continually. He will always call the parents and say, things are hard, I'm still struggling. Very soon things will be in order. Very soon things will be in order. You will see the person running to pay tithe. Wonderful. You will see the person giving offerings. Wonderful. You will see the person doing other things. He labors in the body of Christ. He labors. He labors. He gives his tithe. He gives ministers of the gospel. He gives. He buys shoes for daddies and mommies in the church. He buys all these things for them. But the parents that give birth to the person, they have not taught him the dangers of you not taking very good care of them. Honoring them as God has commanded as a priority, as one of the priorities when it comes to giving. As one of the priorities when it comes to giving. That's why if you stay with me and start giving me excuses why you're not giving to your parents, I will tell you you're a liar. But you give offering. But you give your tithe. If I give you a chance, you come and give me too. But you have not given anything to your parents. They say, what will I give to them? But you have money to buy a card. What will I give to them? You have money to buy a shoe. What will I give to them? You have money to come to the church. What will I give to them? You have money if they say, give sacrifice. Once you drop the sacrifice, everything about you will turn. You go and sell something in your house and drop the sacrifice. Once they tell you, if you drop this one, that one, everything will change. You go and sell your television. You sell your fridge. You carry your laptop. You come, sacrifice. Bam! 
You drop it and you are waiting for things to change. I asked you, did it change? Ask many people, did it change? It never changed. There is the offering we have neglected so much. That offering we so much neglected it. We think it doesn't mean anything. My parents will understand. And dangerously will still go back. They will cook the food they struggle to get. And serve us will wallop the whole thing. And clean our mouth and say thank you. Your wonderful mother. Wonderful mother. The ones that are married. Your wife will give birth. The woman is struggling to gather things she will use to come and say. Ah my grandchild is here. And the woman goes to the market using the little stipend that she's gathering. Even people might be the ones dashing her. She will gather these things and come to your house and still cook food for you. You wall up the whole thing and still say, Mama, thank you. If you go not here, we know how we are going to send you money. Don't worry, Mama. Don't worry. You have tried so much. You know how to send you money. And the woman will still pay her transport and go back. She will pay her transport and go back. Go and check. Many of us, we continue that way our parents died. Many of us continue that way our parents died. They died. They never had the opportunity to benefit from us once. Not once they never had the opportunity to benefit from us once. Not once they never had the opportunity. Why? Because we are not taught. Because we are not taught. In our churches, they teach it in the passing. They teach it in the passing. They never set us down to teach all the dangers in anyone not honoring his parents as a priority. They never taught us the dangers in you not honoring your parents as a priority, as a priority in giving, as a priority in giving, as a priority in giving. And Jesus called the attention and said, you are teaching the commandment of men, the commandment of your elders, the commandment of your forefathers, and you left the commandment of God which says to you, honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother. I want to say to you today, no matter the offering they call in your church, if you have given your tithe to God, every other offering they are calling in the church, if you have not given to your parents, don't give. I say it with all confidence and all boldness, don't ever move and need to give. If you have not given to your mother, if you have not given to your father, and they are suffering somewhere, stop giving again. Go to them and give to them. Go and give to them. Go and give to them. If you don't have enough, start saving it. Start saving it. When he accumulates, return it to them. Heaven acknowledges you as a wonderful giver. Your mother cannot be living in one room and you are contributing money to pay for pastor for 600,000 flat. Your mother cannot be living in one room, one room apartment. She's struggling in one room apartment with your siblings that are six of them in one room apartment. In one room apartment. And they are telling you they want to pay for 600,000 naira for flat to a pastor and you're contributing. Don't contribute again. Stop. Start saving the money. Go to mama and say, mama, when you save the enough, say, mama, this place you're living is no more good for you. Mama will come alive and say, my son, did you notice it? It's no more good, but what do we do? What do we do? You know you people are growing. Many of them don't know we are capable of paying their rent. If many of them know how much we have given to pastors, because we think that we give that way we we'll get. We think that God is Niger Bet. 
they are making noise and say, so, in the man of God's life, things will turn for you. Uh -uh. It doesn't turn like that. There is a mother at home that if you sow, things will turn for you. There is a father at home if you sow, things will turn for you. They can't be crying, sleeping on a mat, and they are contributing money to buy foam for a pastor. You are out of tune. It's not God that is teaching you that. And Jesus called them to order. You see men trying to look for luxury that you can't give to you. I called my son in the Lord. I said, whatever you can't give to your parents, don't give it to me. I will not take it from you. Go and give to them. Give to them before you bring to me. If you have not given them car, don't bring car to me here. If they are drinking on their foot, they are drinking on their foot, you carry car and say, Pastor, I want to sow. Even if you say God said, I will tell you it's not God that commanded you. Is somebody still in this video with me? Now, they have not taught or that somebody will say, yes, they used to teach about parents, so it's in the person. They have never taught you about parents as a case study, as a priority before many other offerings they have taught you about. They talk so much about other offerings, more than the one they talk about giving to our parents, as if Christ did not talk about that. And that's why we are discussing it. And Jesus called them and said, why are you teaching these people? The rules of men and forgot about the commandment of God that says, honor your father and your mother. Do you know many children have cursed their parents? How do you curse your parents? You think it's only when you come and say, Waka, Shege, you're a foolish mother. You're not my mother again. No. When you starve your parents and be given to others, you are cursing them. You're cursing them. You're cursing them. They can go back and start crying in the night. I went to somebody's house one day like that. The mother said to me, the young man was holding a party in a hotel. And I came to their house because I told him, I can't stay in the hotel with you, my friend. I have to stay in your house. I went to the house. They were holding party in the hotel. Why the food in the house is calm? Only calm. That's what the mother, the father, the entire family ate that night. And the mother said, my son, the only thing we have here is calm. I said, mama, I'm okay. But that alone taught me a great lesson. I said, look at this foolish man. You are holding party with people at the hotel. And here your mother is crashing in the night with corn. Only corn. She ate like two sticks and slept. Today the mother is no more. The father is no more. The father is no more. The mother is no more. If we go to all our churches, give, 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 give. Project offering here. They are talking about pastor here. The pastor the house where he's living is one million naira. We are looking for a brother that will pay. That's how they've been troubling everyone's life. And most of the members that are there, if you go to where their parents are staying, you will pity them. If you go to where their mother stays, you pity them. If you go to where their father stays, you pity them. And they will empty all they have in their pocket until we return back to this truth. Being sensitive to know the commandment of the Lord. The commandment of the Lord. Look at what Christ said. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me, that is money, and whatever I have that might be used for helping you, is already dedicated as a gift to God. <laughs> they still say, 
is no problem. You are exempted from trouble. Yes, God will give you back. God will visit your mother for this thing you have given. It's not true. They will tell the man, you are blessed. For this single sacrifice, do you know what it means? There's no food in your house and you sacrifice. Heaven will say you're a liar. Pastor, you're a liar. Pastor, you're a deceiver. Tell this man the truth. To return that thing to his mother. That actually, it's not me you give it to. you. It's not me. It's not me. Tell him to give to your brother. You can't be bringing things to me without me knowing what has happened to your mother. Even if you tell me you have 10,000 congregation, this is the pulpit that controls the 10,000. If I stay here and tell you, don't bring anything to me when you have not given to your mother and your father, will you not hear? Won't you hear? Please, won't you hear? Don't you understand? The one that commands the blessing is Christ through the pastor. These are the reasons why many children of God has given even their intestine. Have they gotten anything? Is it because you see at times they will just come? In short of 10,000, a Sunday, three persons will come and say, Praise God! God has turned everything. Is there anything happening? Read the Bible. The Bible said, God blesses the congregation of the whole Israel. He doesn't want to bless two persons. He wants to bless the whole congregation of the whole Israel. The whole children of God when they do what he asked them to do. He doesn't want to just pick two or three persons and say he's blessing them. No. He wants all of them from A to Z to be blessed. From A to Z to be blessed. Are we saying amen? If we don't understand this, we'll get ourselves into trouble. And Jesus won. He spoke extensively about this. But any day we sit down to study the word of God, have you ever heard anyone raising this issue? As Jesus raised it in your church, I'm asking you, have you heard them raise it? And Jesus warned them and said, you have used your rules to overthrow the commandment of God. Some of us, as they are saying it, they say, you must learn how to sow in a man of God's life. That's why we say they see no manner of rubbish. You stay, man of God will stand and say, come and drop it at my shoe. Once you drop it, everything will turn. Nothing is turning. No, I say nothing is turning. Tell them there is a man that said that nothing is turning. They are only deceiving people. They don't want to teach them the commandment of God. That they, in giving, one of the priorities is your parents. As far as God is concerned, one of the major priorities in giving is your parents. Your parents, your parents, your parents. Many of them are in the village. Many of them are sick. Many of them cannot feed well. Many of them, there are so many troubles. They are old. They needed a child they can stay with. Just you paying a little money, the person will support them. But you see some of them, they take loads in the village on their head. And here you are, carrying loads and moving up and down for a man that is still young. Even some of these pastors are younger than the people that are serving them. And they are not afraid. They engage their elders to be serving them. Anywhere your parents are, start looking for them. Do the commandment of God and allow God to do his own. Do the commandment of God. 
Do the commandment of God. Do the commandment of God. That commandment carries a lot of blessing. I will say amen. And Jesus said in verse 13, Every plant my heavenly father has not planted shall be what? Shall be uprooted. Every plant. Whatever gospel that is not according to the gospel of Christ, it must be uprooted by the root. No mercy. No mercy. The denomination you are coming from notwithstanding. No mercy. If that doctrine is not from God, it must be uprooted. If it's not from Christ, it must be uprooted. For how long will we keep running errand for this man? For how long will this man make us to rob our fathers and our mothers? For how long will we let our parents suffer and we are busy building houses for this man? For how long will we let our parents be struggling to eat? Many parents today, they are struggling with pastors. He has collected my son. Are you understanding? He has collected my son. Because he deceived the young man and says the one that prophesied. Anything I say is what you follow. They turn and hypnotize the heart of children and turn it against their parents so that they can get all the booties that come from the child. Can get all the booties that come from the child. If he doesn't repent, the Lord is coming very soon. And the judgment is in his hand. He will repay every man according to this. The Bible says, whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. Another man's side. Another man's child, you are feeding on that child. And the mother and the father suffering. You tell somebody's child, where is your parent when I was raising you? Are you the one that gave birth to him? Are you a thief? Do you want to steal somebody's child? Do you want to steal somebody's child? Is somebody selling this meeting with me? You want to rent a house of 500,000 for me? Where is your father living? Where is your mother living? Have you rent a house of 500,000 for them? You will see, you will say no. You want to buy a suit of 30000 for pastor? Have your father even wore the one of 5000 Have they wore the one of 5000 You are giving sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. You sold everything and drop it at the feet of the apostle. Which one have you dropped at the feet of your parents? Who gave birth to you? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. That's the scripture Jesus was quoting to them. He said, God commanded you should do what? Honor your father and your mother. Children, obey your parents, said the Lord. For this is right. Verse 2. Honor thy father and your mother, which is the first commandment we promise. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment we promise. Honor them. Honor your father and your mother. Many of us have acted so foolishly, so foolishly that we never honor them. And we are busy running. After the commandments of pastor, the commandments of the reverence, in all the group you belong to in the church, so you are busy giving your contributions. So that they'll be writing your name, writing your name. And you are busy giving your contribution. And they are recording it for you. You have not given anyone to your parents. The Bible said, the money I would have used to help you, I have given to God. Did God ask you to give to him? When you have not given to your parents. God never said you shouldn't pay your tithes, shouldn't give your offerings. But there are order of priority. There are order of priority. If your mother has not eaten food and you're giving offerings, you're in trouble. Give your tithes. Yes, God commanded that. From all your givings, give your tithes. As you give your tithes, my dear, 
there are other of priority. Your mother is there. Your mother is there. So every other offerings, apart from when you come to meeting now, you see you want to give, but every other offering should wait. If you are collecting 20,000 naira and you bring out your tithe of 2,000 and you are planning to go and pay sacrifice of 5,000, you are sick. You should think about after giving your tithe, mama, papa, what do you take? Papa, mama, what do you take? Which one do I give to you? Then you give it to them. They jump up and say, my son, the Lord will bless you more. The Bible said it's the first commandment with a promise. The first commandment. And that's what Jesus was telling them. Go back to Matthew chapter 15. Jesus was telling them, he said, you have deceived these people. Why are you deceiving them? They have built house for pastor while the mother is living in Nonakanya. They cannot even be bold enough to say, Mama, we are the ones that build this house. They can't say it. The mother would have said, Ah, you know, okay, it's God's work. We gave it to God. You know, it's God. But if for God is the same God that commanded, you should honor them. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother what you would have gained from me, that is the money, and whatever I have that might be used for helping you is already dedicated as a gift to God. That's always what they say. Mama, we do God's work. Last time, the rate I used to give my sacrifice, if I give it like this to make noise, boom, the whole heaven will shake. Heaven is not shaking anything. Heaven did not shake. Because your mother is just sitting in one corner. But your mother was just one corner and be hitting Pankadan. Your mother was just one side in the village. Kaka. 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 And she's doing it to go and sell in the market to get some money. That she will use to eat. She will use to pay for the school fees of your siblings. And you are busy saying you drop a sacrifice that made noise in the church. Boom. And the pastor will come out and say, Because you have given this sacrifice from your heart. Heaven shall be open on you in the name of Jesus. No. Heaven will say no. Close for them. Don't you see that woman? Is this one's mother? That one that gave his car now. The mother is this one here. She's just breaking pancanel. The other one that gave out his money. And said it's for sacrifice. Look at the mother. He's selling pepper in the village. Pepper. And the total cost of that pepper is 1,500 naira. The son had never think about giving her something befitting. You have the ability to give them rest now. Give them rest. So shall your children give you rest. I say, so shall your children give you rest. Give them rest now. Give them rest. And they said, we are exempted. And that's what we say. We are exempted. We gave it to God. It's God we gave it to. Don't worry. There is he that scattered it. There is he that scattered it. Yet, he do what? He increases. But he that withhold. God say you are quoting the scripture wrongly. You are applying the scripture the wrong way. You are applying it the wrong way. Scatter to your mother. Scatter. Let it scatter and reach her. Let it reach your father. Let it reach them. My grandmother, the mother to my mother, no one in my family. Listen, there are some secrets I've operated in this life that, don't me, that made me to know I've escaped certain things. 
I was operating it consciously, even when every other person left. I am the last in the family, but I've read the Bible. The woman was living at the estate. She got so old that nobody cares again. I was the one that walked to that place. I saw her condition. I called the younger brother that was staying with her. I said, she must go to the village. No consulting senior brother. No consulting the daughter. I am sending her to her village single-handedly. Then her house. They said her house, they have not finished fixing it. I said, what will it cost to finish it? I went to her village and finished the house. Put the windows there. I said, now, mama, you go to the village. It's okay, I will go. But you must come yourself and take me. I said, okay, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I'm playing football, you know. But I've arranged everything. Just go. I'll come to the village to visit you. She accepted. And that was how that woman was removed from that shame. She went to the village. They called me and said, she said, cold. Every night cold. I said, no problem. I don't have a heater. There's no light. They have to start giving you a heater. I have to buy her stove. I give the money every night. Put kerosene here. Heat the house. Put kerosene and heat the house. And they put kerosene, they will heat the house. I have to send money every time to her. I say, make sure you eat. Make sure they are giving her food. I didn't consult senior brother. I did not consult anybody. I was doing this single-handedly. Without complaining. Because I have a perfect understanding of the scripture. Honor them. Thy father and thy mother. It is the first commandment with what? With a promise. With a promise. I was doing it with joy. With gladness of heart. Until the day the woman crossed over to the other side. Until the day she passed on. I aligned myself for the blessing and collected it. I purposely aligned myself to collect it. The same way with mother. God understood before she died, God said to me, this woman is about dying now. She died in my hand in that dream. I saw where she died. God said, she's about going. I told my wife, I'm going to bring her. I don't want her to die in another place. Let her die in my hand. I want to see her die in my own. I'm the last. I drove to a boy state and I brought her to the house. We took her, dressed the bed. Before then, I've gone to get everything I used to arrange her bed. Set the bed in order, fix everything. I lay her down. In fact, she was taking her bath when I came back. I was in my office and that air came. This woman is going. I closed my office 5 p.m. that day. I ran to the house. My wife saw me by that time. He said, what are you doing here? I said, I've closed for today. I didn't tell her another thing. I went straight to the house. I saw her. I said, oh, she's still alive. Praise God. <laughs> Now I sat down with her. We are discussing. Mama, is there anybody who offended you? Listen, I'm trying to teach you something. I prepared her to go. <laughs> is there anyone who has offended you? Don't hold anything against anybody. Forgive everybody. Let everything that anybody has offended you leave your heart. Make sure you're not holding grudges against anybody. I'll say, man, okay. don't forget about anybody who has offended you. Anybody who has done everything to you, everything will finish. I say, have she eaten? They said everything. He carried me to the bed. We carry her to the bed. As soon as I carry her to the bed, he said, come. I came. He said, turn me to the wall. I turn her to the wall. By the time I got to my room, after 15 minutes, they called me and said, it's like mama is no more breathing. I don't know whether somebody is understanding. 
God is not a liar. There are certain things they have not sat us down to teach us very, very well so that it can sink into our heart. They can't teach you about giving to your parents in a person. It's a topic. It's issue that they need to set you down. Sit you down and teach you. That's why many of us have quarrels with their parents. Many of us are fighting with their parents. Many of us have never sent granite. One piece of granite to their parents. And you are sowing in the church. And you are giving to pastors. And you are giving to ministers. And you are giving tithes. And you are giving offerings. And you are giving sacrifices. Who are you giving it to? Don't tell me you have not. Go and walk and give to them. Walk and give to them. Walk and give to them. Not tomorrow you see there are no more. You cry. <laughs> and you don't want to labor to give to them. And you are eating from their pot. You return to the village. They are running up and down for what they will give to you. Run up and down. Hey, hey, my son is here. Hey, my son-in-law is here. You did not come with anything. And you just sit down. And be doing hell like this. What made you son-in-law and son is the ability to give to them. The ability to give to them. If you can't give to them, you are not a son. No? Now, in case your parents have died, don't give me excuse. And say my parents have died, at least I'm free. You are not free. You must not be a bastard. You must have a father. Don't make yourself a father over a man who have a father already. Your father in the Lord is true. There is your place. Don't take the place of the biological father. Don't take their place. Don't take the place of the biological father. Stop taking the place of the biological father of the children. Allow the biological father to enjoy his own benefits according to God's word. Then when the father is no more, for you to become a father to that person, you must be a father in every area. In every area. So when I mean being a father in every area, it's not only a father that collects money from the child. Not only a father that meets his needs. You must be a father all around. My children, all of them, there's none of them who has ever had a case that I don't carry it in my head. Even when it looks as if there's no way out, I'll say, shut up, there's a way out. Even when they are giving up, that is why I'm a father to them. That's why I'm a father to them. When they are going astray, I am there for them. I am on my knees to pray for them. They do what is wrong. I call them. Stop. You are going the wrong direction. Not looking at his pocket and his booty and I can't talk to him again. When you claim a father that you cannot rebuke your son, you are not a father. You are not a father. Get out of that place, you are a deceiver. You are a cheat. You say you have a son, you can't rebuke him because he's giving you money. Some of them are brought, they sell big money. You know they are fornicating, you can't call them and say no. This is what the Lord said. If you continue that way, I can't be your father. I can't be your father. Get out of that way. So, if you are here, you say that your father, your biological father is no more. That's why God gave you a spiritual father too. And if that spiritual father is a father indeed, he must show it in the way that he relates with you. Not in your pocket. His interest should not be in the booties he gains from you. 
His interest should not be in what he can achieve from you. It should be in keeping of your soul. Number one, it should be in seeing that you grow in the Lord. Number two, it should be that the Lord first will benefit from you. Not him first benefiting from you. So it's not your money. So if you have such father and you say that your biological father has gone, what you would have done to that your biological father that you didn't do, do it to such a father. Do it to such a father. Who has sleepless night over you? Who watches over your soul? That spiritual father who prays you into the will of God, that spiritual father who can look at your face eyeball to eyeball and rebuke you of sin without being afraid, without saying, I might lose him if I start talking hard to him. That spiritual father that will not pamper you, that spiritual father that will not make you to commit sin, he is still the man God said you should do what? That which you could not do to your father. Do it to that father. He's a father indeed. He's a father indeed. All the ones that are telling you if you commit sin, he say no now. Why are you mourning because of this little sin? Forget about it. It doesn't mean anything. Anybody can commit sin. Even we pastors, we do commit sin at times. Those ones are killing you. It's not a father. It's not a father. Those ones who cannot grow you spiritually, you remain a baby forever and ever. You are serving the Lord. Ten years back, you are still the same man. Twenty years back, you are still the same man. A man who cannot look at your face and say, you have a girlfriend. I rebuke you. Stop. Come out of that life. It's no life. Your soul is growing lean. With all the cars you pack, with all the houses, even if you are the one that gave him an apartment where he's living, he can tell you, I'm packing out of this apartment with this kind of your wicked life. That is a father for you. That father must be the same thing you would have done for your biological father. Do for him. Do for him. Do for him. I will say in amen. As we begin to close in this meeting, we just look at two other scriptures we go. We see God saying, honor your father and your mother that he might be well with you. Honor them. Stop joking up and down. Sacrifice, sacrifice, cool down. There is order of priority. There is order of priority. Cool down. No matter how they oppress you. No matter how they shout. Now to make the whole matters worse, they have brought POS. To make it sharper and faster. They will just empty your bank account into the account with me. You go back and put your hand on the head. And your wife will say, you see, it has happened. Now I was telling you, take it easy. Let's go and think. You say, what are you thinking? When it is God, you make it prompt, prompt, prompt obedience, prompt. <laughs> and as soon as you return, your mother will call you, grim, grim, mama, what is it? <laughs> and just coming back from the child, I hope it's not money you are asking for. I just coming back from church now, that's a big project we are building. I release all the money there. You need to see. The man of God said, empty everything. I emptied everything. Mama said, it is good to serve God, but my son, what I'm saying, give me small money now. There's no food in the house again. Mama, don't worry. God will turn our wilderness. You know, as I've sowed this seed now, God will turn our wilderness. The man of God said, every wilderness will turn. It is the man of God that said that. <laughs> God did not say anything. And you will not see anything. When God said we should honor our father and our mother, which is the first commandment with what? The promise. Let's not make light of that. Let's not make light of that as we begin to round up.
Look at the book of Exodus 21, verses 17. It said, that man will die the dead who caused the parents. We can't continue causing our parents sorrow. We can't continue making these women, these men that suffered, all true. Many of them suffered to train us in the university. Many of them suffered to train us in trade. Many of them suffered to train us in many handwork. And today, they are mourning. Their heart is breaking. A child at the train, hoping that within the shortest time, that things will begin to work. They are seeing nothing. They are seeing nothing. The little one you are getting, you are throwing it anyhow. And some of the of the gospel who don't understand scriptures, who don't want to teach the truth, they divert your heart and your busy pouring in. And your mother is growing lean. Repent today. And the ministers repent today. And don't teach the people what Christ did not teach. Exodus 21 verse 17 and Mark 7 verses 10. Exodus 21 verse 17. And he that cursed his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. That was the scripture Jesus was referring to them. Jesus referred to this scripture to them. Look at Mark, Mark 7 verses 10. Mark chapter 7 verses 10. That's why many businesses are dying. That's why many projects are dying. That's why many companies are dying. That's why many enterprises are dying. That's why so many things are dying. Anyone that causes his father or his mother, he shall be put to death. Whatever you do shall not prosper. It shall be put to death. I will say amen. For Moses said, honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso causes father or mother, let him die the death. God will not let us die the death. In the name of Jesus, God will not let us die the death. In the name of Jesus, God will not let us die the death. In the name of Jesus. So you've heard it. Don't tell me uh, my father has died, my mother has died. I'm free now. You're not free. There is a man who teaches you about God. Who rebukes you. Who shows you the path to take. You still owe that obligation. I will say in the man. Exodus 20, 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the earth, which the Lord thy God give thee. You remember Ephesians again. Go back to Ephesians again. So we need longevity. This is one of the mysteries. For we to live long here on earth, we need it. We need it. We need it. Don't tell me you don't have anything doing. Start where you are. Start where you are. There's a time I started giving my mother 1,000, 2,000. I started giving her 1,000, 2,000. I tried to make it consistent. 1,000, 2,000. 1,000. As God gives me, I give to her. No excuse. Don't tell me that. Start giving them 1,000, 2,000. If you are married, your wife is not working, that mother of your wife is your mother. That father of your wife is your father. The two of you should stay together and say, what do we give to mommy? What do we give to daddy? Start giving to them. Maybe the man's father and the mother have died. The mother and the father of your wife, if they are alive, they are still there for you. They are still there for you. Don't start giving us flimsy excuses. You see, you see, my father have died. You see, you see, my mother died since 2015. You see, you see, there's nobody I have again. Why the parents of your wife is still there? Why there is a man that teaches you the way of the Lord and rebuke you? He said, I don't have any work I'm doing now. How do I give them? 
How do I give them? Mommy, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Honor your father and your mother. Do not know. You don't sit around me and not honor your parents. If you don't honor them, I will tell you no. You are getting it wrong. You must learn to honor them. I will shout in a better amen. Ephesians, verse 3. That it might be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on earth. Don't you want to live long? Don't you want to live long? You can't live long by tying handkerchief. It's not handkerchief. Obey the commandment of God, you will live long. I did not despise my mother. At times I say, God, how I wish you can just resurrect my father. Just resurrect him for one week. One week, let him die back. You ask yourself today, who is a father? How you are suffering to raise your own children. And these children wake up and wave bye-bye. And carry one girl and say, babe, what's up? Leave the old man. Old man? Old man? Old man? You will not live longer. This will not be well with you. Deuteronomy 5 verse 16. 5 verse 16. Every church that is using POS, remove it from the church. Every church that's POS is not from Christ. Remove it there. Remove it there. Remove POS from the church. Preach them Christ and leave them to go. Anyone that God moves, anyone that's of a willing heart, let them give. If they don't want to give, let's prove whether God called you or not. That's how to prove whether God called you. Going to bank to collect POS for the children of God? Is that what you learned of Christ? Is it Christ that taught them that? Repent, pastor. Repent, reverend. Repent. Repent. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. If they don't repent, when Christ comes, ah, even this revival that is coming, he will yet use his what? His cane. To overturn the tables of all the money changers in the church. They must repent. I labor here to see that the souls of men will make eternity. I labor here to see that you know Christ intimately. Can we read that scripture? Deuteronomy. Honor thy father and thy mother. And the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. That thy days may be prolonged. And that it may go well with thee. In the land where the Lord thy God give thee. In this land that God has given to you, it will go well with you. It will go well with you. If you obey the Lord Jesus, it will go well with you. If you stop obeying men, if you stop being men pleasers, if you stop following the rules of men, I say it will go well with you. If you don't abandon those parents that are there, suffering and praying for you day and night, why the pastor clear is not praying? Listen, if you stop despising them, if you honor them, it will go well with you. I say it will go well with you. I say it will go well with you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can you begin to pray and say, Lord, help me now. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Lord, let this weaker spirit of mammon in the body of Christ become. Let the devil that has come to grip the church of Lord, let this grip over the body of Christ be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I stand today. I command the Lord that this wicked cloud of darkness of the spirit of mammon that has captured men has made your people slaves. Oh God, I ask, let there be freedom. Let there be deliverance. Let there be freedom. Let the yoke of mammon 
be destroyed in the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. Let him be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let him be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let your minister speak the truth. Let your minister show the people the truth. Let your minister show the people the path of truth. Let your minister show the people Christ Jesus. Let Jesus be Lord indeed. Thank you, Heavenly Lord. We give all the glory to you. We appreciate you from the depth of our heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our Life Transforming Seminars for All in Sports Circle at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Bucketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-6022-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.